You obviously know Kung Fu. Hi, this is Anthony Hong, stunt performer, actor, and former clown with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. And you're listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me tonight is stuntman, actor, sometimes circus clown, sometime magician. He's worked on such projects as Gotham, Iron Fist, The Blacklist, and the former Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus, Anthony Hong. Anthony, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast tonight. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. That's awesome to have you. Uh, we have befriended each other on social media, and I have checked out some of the things that you've done. What are you up to tonight? Uh, not much. You know, my phone's been actually ringing off the hook since 7 o'clock today, so it's like, ugh, it's nonstop. I've had to charge my phone three times already. <laughs> but, but hey, you know what? Actually, uh, I've, I've missed you so many times now. Uh, I was going to go to the Urban Action Showcase, and I heard you were there. Yeah. And then I was supposed to be on uh, Made in Chinatown, but that didn't work out. So uh, I'm kind of bummed that I never got to bump into you at those places. Ah, uh, no, you're in New York City, right? No, I'm, I'm a little bit outside. I, I can't do city life. I'm in Connecticut. <laughs> oh, okay. You're in Connecticut. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, we'll have to work out something because I know uh, some of your colleagues, uh, Paul Chuckler Martell, is also in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. We got a little crew up there. Uh, so it's Paul. Then I, I train with uh, two other guys, Matt Healy and Dave LaValle. Uh, so it's my core team. And uh, another girl, Caitlin Hiller, she she rolls with us. Um, she's awesome. Um, she dubs a lot of girls. Very cool. Yeah, she's getting there. All right. Very cool. So we'll have to do an East Coast thing because I've, I've talked to a lot of West Coast guys. I need some East Coast representation, so it's good to have you on. Oh, yeah. I just realized that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the handful of East Coast guys. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So speaking of that, we're fellow Asians. I'm Filipino. I don't, what is your background? It's, it's the, the Vietnamese, uh, the, the people of the <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yo, I swear, if if you ever have any sickness, ailments or anything, get a bowl of pho. It will, it'll cure everything. You touch it, and you're cured. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. So, as an Asian kid, I know what my parents were like. How did you get away with going after every job that was pretty much banned in the Asian parent handbook? I mean, stuntman, <laughs> actor, circus clown, magician. How did you do it? Because uh, there are probably a lot of Asian kids out there that want to know that secret. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, so most Asian kids, you already know. When you grow up, you have to become a doctor, lawyer, engineer. You just don't talk to your parents. <laughs> uh, in my case, I, I was – so I have a younger sibling. He's my brother. Uh, I'm the screw-up child, I like to say, and he's he's like 2.0 because <laughs> he's, he's a, a pharmacist. So basically, uh, I, I go play pretend. He goes and deals drugs. It's great. Uh, <laughs> so my, my parents are proud of him, and you know they're just like, "Oh, we got we got the uh, the pretend child." Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think I think it just uh, I, after a while, because I got into magic at an early age. Uh, I think my parents just kind of gave up after a while, and they're like, "All right, we're just gonna let him do his thing. Give him the space." <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Actually, I was a, a really shy kid growing up, and uh, to counter that, my mom would like. She put me in martial arts classes, and then she she was like super Catholic, so she signed me up to be an altar boy at the church. And her reasoning was like, "Oh, I want you in front of everybody every week. You can get over it. Stop being shy." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool," and it worked. So, did it really? Yeah, yeah. It, it beat the shyness out of me. I, I I used to be so scared of everything. I remember actually. So it's funny that I joined Ringling later on, but when I was like five. I think we went to a show and then like the lines came. I got so scared. I made my mom take me home. It, w- it wasn't even intermission yet. She was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it 
Man, Asian parents don't like walking out of a show halfway. Oh, man. no, yeah. Especially when you have to pay for something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's funny. I was an altar boy as well, but uh, it was just I had uh, heavily Catholic parents too. So, I mean, it was a fun experience and all that, but um, I don't I don't know that I learned anything. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> but, I, I remember my first couple of times. I was terrified. I, and they made me like the, the first kid in the line, you know, holding the cross coming down the aisle. I yeah. was shaking so much. It was like, oh, crap. He's going to drop out on us. People like putting their hands up getting ready. Like, ah. <laughs> all right so from an altar boy uh, what came first the stunts the martial arts or, or uh that fascination with the circus or, or magic what, what came first <laughs> in that whole line of things first, chicken or the egg let's let's order on amazon <laughs> and see what comes first um i don't know i had phases so um i would say it was martial arts no 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 i take it back it was magic then martial arts circus and then stunts came along after and that progression and in between i was doing weird stuff too i was like getting into djing and bands and uh for a while street performing too street performing yeah street performer busking as people like to call it yeah that was terrifying holy crap i'll tell you about my first show real quick yeah so i, I spent like a whole summer reading books and just studying other street performers uh, so i grew up in boston and uh we would go to faneuil hall um it's like a really touristy place and they have street performers that rotate out throughout the whole day and i would just sit there and watch all these guys so i, I figured out like how to build a crowd, do the show, and then do the hat line. So I figured out the formula, and I, I would talk to some of these guys, and I was like, all right, let me, let me see if I could try it. So I, I went out to Harvard Square. I tried building a crowd for like 40 minutes, and then no one would stop. And then finally, I got like a small group to stop. I did my show. I kept dropping everything. It was a juggling and magic show, and then I ended on a unicycle juggling knives. <laughs> Sounds cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I should have practiced way more. But long story short, <laughs> I, I put on my hat at the end of the show, and – People started leaving, and this this teenager, I don't know, he's probably like preteen, thirteen year old kid, came up and gave me two dollars, looked at me in the eye, and said, "Good luck." And I was like, "Oh man, this sucks." <laughs> oh man, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. On a, on a unicycle juggling knives, I would have stayed for that. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a regular unicycle; it was a giraffe unicycle, so it's five six feet up in the air. Wow. Yeah. What were people saying as they were walking away, or, or what kind of looks were you getting? Was it like, "Hey, that was a nice effort," or yeah, they they, they could t- definitely tell I was new. They, I just you know people just like I, I mean, they felt bad for me. That's 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 what I could see. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That must have set um, your parents on edge when you decided to start busking. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Because, like, you know, Asian parents talk to other Asian parents. They're like, oh, what does your son do? And, you know, my brother's going to uh, pharmacy school. And then they're like, oh, my son works on the street. And they're like, what, uh, does he panhandle? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was really hard, too. Like, just, like, even setting up bank accounts and stuff like that. Like, I've talked to, like, uh, whoever's helping me. They're like, so what was your occupation? And it's like, I don't even know how to explain this. <laughs> right, 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 right. So then magic came first. And wh- what exactly about magic got you into that? You know, I, I find that magic draws in a lot of like shy kids who can't really talk to people. And they find magic is kind of like an outlet just to, to get lost in. Cause you know, like you're solving mysteries and puzzles and it gives you the power to be cool. So I think, I think being a shy kid, I was drawn to that, and um, I started practicing. I would watch uh, World's Greatest Magic on TV and start figuring that stuff out. And um, yeah, I just got really into it. And then uh, I was working as a magician for a while, yeah, doing restaurant gigs and a couple of weddings and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's weird because like magic led me to stunts too, and it's like, I think it's sort of similar because in a way you're, you're creating an illusion of what appears to be something that's really not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I think that's what sort of drew me into stunts like later on. 
Wow. I find magic absolutely fascinating. I'll tell you honestly, I was um, rooting for Shin Lim in that American just got talent. Yeah, Shin Lim, another Boston boy. Yeah, he's killing it right now. Yeah. One of my other friends, Matt Franco, he won, I think, season nine of America's Got Talent. Um, but he was the first, right, right. Yeah, he was the first magician to win the show. And uh, yeah, ever since he won it, people were like, are you, are you going to ever audition? I was like, hell no. <laughs> 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 Do you have that command of, of magic uh, where you are all along those lines where if you really wanted to you could go on AGT and, and do something like that uh, I think he, he had asked me that like five years ago maybe uh, now it's like I'm super rusty just I haven't really had time to practice stuff I, I would do magic like on set and stuff just to like, kill time but it's, it's gotten to the point where it's like now magic's like my outlet to do something outside of stunts to be creative so it's cool. more relaxation thing now yeah it's weird yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when did martial arts come into the picture? Oh, so uh, it's probably like a year after I got into magic. So I got I got beat up at school, <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the schoolyard. And, uh, it happened for like three, four days. And my mom was like, all right, enough. I'm going to sign you for classes. So yeah, I stuck with that for a very long time. And then uh, circus kind of happened a few years after that. Um, there was a former Ringling Clown that would visit my elementary school for two weeks every year. And uh, he would bring in like everything, like trapeze, walking globes, unicycles, you, like, you know, any cir- circus apparatus you can think of. He had it. And um, it was like basically wow. a circus training camp. So because I was a really smart kid at the time, I would finish all my work and the teachers would let me go back downstairs to the gym and get more time, you know, practicing circus stuff. And uh, I learned how to ride a unicycle. My first apparatus I ever learned for circus was a unicycle. So I learned how to ride that in two days. And normally that takes people a week to two weeks to learn. Wow. Yeah. It looks pretty easy. It's smooth, but it's, it's so hard. <laughs> so wait a minute. Hold on. You had a, a circus clown come to your school and set up to teach clowning? Yeah. It was like an extracurricular like gym activity. It was, it was weird. And then at the end, for, after the two weeks, he would uh, kind of just watch every class and pick out the kids who were like excelling. Like maybe one kid was like really good at trampoline. Another kid was good at like riding like the little clown bicycle so we picked like all the best kids for those skills, and then we put on a show uh, on the last day. So every year I would be part of the show, and I just kept these circus skills with me, like growing up. They were just like party tricks, but I didn't, I didn't really think anything would come of it. Wow, that's cool. I've never heard of a school bringing in a clown to teach clowning because, yeah. <laughs> again, that's one of those occupations where you're like, yeah, sure, that's fun, but that's not a job, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's cool. So wait, how did uh, you go from all of that to stunts then? Oh man, so many, I, I, I'm going to go on so many tangents here. <laughs> Bring it. So basically I was touring with Ringling Brothers and we were out in Anaheim and out there I met um, a former clown named Jimmy Graham. And so I thought he was the coolest person ever. And I was like, uh, my contract was ending around that time. So I was like, Hey Jimmy, like wh- what did you do when you left the show? What, like, what are, what are, what are my options? And he's like, well, you could be become a birthday party clown or a, a stunt man. I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not becoming a birthday clown. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, why stunts though? <clears throat> and then he's like, well, if you think about it, you're, you're falling on concrete every night. You're taking all these prat falls, doing stair falls. You know how to drive a clown car. You learn like all these other apparatus. You train with like world-class, you know, gymnasts and people on trapeze. Like, you know, you have all these skills. He, so he ended up telling me that he became a stunt guy after he left the show. And I was like, what? It's crazy. What? Wow. Yeah, you know, so it, it, it made sense because you know, you have the acrobatic skills, and I was hitting the ground on concrete night after night, and I and this is before I knew about like pads and all that. It was just it was just like <laughs> you just do it. Yeah. So now, yeah, I, I joke about it all the time. Like, uh, so when we practice wrecks with my crew, uh, I'm like, you know, an HK or like Arabian or whatever. I'm like, I always tell people like, I want to get the skill down so well that I can throw this at a Walmart on a Friday night at like midnight. <laughs> it, you know, it's just one of those skills. Like, you know, I want to have it like 
on call at any given time. Wow. Kind of blowing my mind that circus performing was so closely related to stunt work that uh, it was an easy transition. I never would have put that two together. Yeah, it's nuts. I had no idea either. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense though, because then we had like, you know, if you think about what you have in the circus, you have people on high wire, trapeze, teeterboard, um, doing acrobatics, like um, hand balancing, you know, they ride motorcycles. Like on our show, we had, we fit up to eight motorcycle riders in, uh, we call it the Globe of Steel because they were family friendly, but you know, the Globe of Death. Working around these guys, you pick up like knowledge here and there. And that's where I learned a little bit about rigging too, uh, surprisingly, because uh, we had a huge over overhead truss set up and uh, I, was, I was part of that crew. And then my second job actually in the circus was walking the elephant. So I learned how to work with animals closely. And now, you know, it comes very handy working on set too when you have like dogs and horses and stuff. So way to work with a lion or a tiger. That'd be great. That'd bring back memories. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the uh, the martial arts that you learned, what was your what your background when you started it? Oh, so my foundation is in uh, Tong Sudo. Uh, I did that for years, and um, I was competing for a long time, just mostly like uh, local and regional tournaments, just because the, the like stuff like NASCA got pricey because you know I wasn't part of a team or anything, so I'd have to put myself up and travel. Yeah, and then I kind of fell out of that. And then at one point, here's my switching phases again. I For some reason, uh, I dropped out of college at one point, and then I was like, I'm going to become an MMA fighter. You know, this one UFC was like starting to pop off on uh, Spike wow. and TNT or whatever, something like that. Uh, <laughs> right. So I was training uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai at the time. And then I started doing that, and then I got sidetracked because uh, that's, that's around the time I auditioned for the circus and left. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's never ending. <laughs> That's funny. Are you still training? Do you train often? Uh, yeah, I still train now. So I, I've switched uh, my training a bit. Um, so I still have, thankfully, I still have a lot of the high kicks and stuff like that. Um, uh, I work that whenever I can because, you know, use it or lose it. And I want to lose my flexibility. Sure. Uh, but uh, regularly now I train uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If I'm not working, I'm training in the morning. So I try to go at least the mornings. And if I'm feeling really sassy, I'll, I'll go a uh, second session at night. But usually my day is filled like it would be like BJJ. Then I'll take a break, gym, then I'll go do like uh, a tricking session or something. And then if I still have enough steam, I'll go to BJJ. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, I know your martial arts definitely comes into play with stunts, but uh, did it ever come in handy when you were in the circus? You know, some kind of kung fu clown act. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I credit martial arts being the key that opened a ton of doors for me. Yeah. So at that time, <laughs> I was working, in, I was trying to, I was trying to work. And to become a professional actor, and um, uh, I, I think I saw Ringling Brothers Barn and Bailey Circus was holding auditions at Madison Square Garden. So mm. I think they post out backstage or something. So I, I I just went out on a whim. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so I packed up like a trunk full of props. It was just random stuff like magic juggling, and then like a ton of my martial arts weapons. Um, I went down to New York, and I'm looking around the room. And there's like at least 40, 45 people in there, and they. And I was talking to people I was like, oh, so, you know, what, what do you think we're going to expect for this? Like, as I'm talking to people, they're just telling me like, oh, yeah, I, I trained at this clown conservatory. I, I went to this place. And, they, these, <laughs> and they're like legit, like professional, like theatrical circus clowns, and, you know, not the birthday party type. And it, right, they've been right. training like all their lives for this. And here I am just like some dude just like, ah, this sounds fun. Let's try it. <laughs> but yeah, the audition was crazy. They made us do like all these weird exercises, like pick your favorite animal. Pretend you're 80% of that animal, but 20% human and stuff like that. And then, uh, so I was just pulling random props out of my thing. And then I think what really sealed the deal was because uh, at the time I was, I was a lot heavier. That was my heaviest I've ever been. I was like 250 pounds. 
you know, a, a bigger guy like that, I'm kind of unsuspecting and uh, I'm overlooked a lot. It still kind of am because I'm still a bigger guy. But, you know, I start pulling out these acrobatic tricks and uh, start doing my martial arts forms and stuff like that. And then, you know, throwing some, uh, some tricking passes in there. And just, I just looked at the panel of judges and their jaws were dropped. They're like, what? How, how, how can you move like that? I was like, I don't know. I've always done this. <laughs> Well, like, obviously they were not kung fu fans because Samuel Hung did it all. The time. I know exactly, and I, I love that when people are like uh, like Jay Kwan the other day. He, uh, he on my newest uh, fight video, he, he commented Samuel Hung. I was like, oh yes, thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I strive for. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So from martial arts and stunting and clowning and magic, um, you're also doing some acting. Yeah. So <laughs> who would you credit then as some of your main influences? Because you've got so much in your background for for the acting there's got to be a, a key guy or gal that that um drew you to that part of the profession oh yeah for sure so you know when i was a younger kid i didn't really like understand movies and tv i just watch it and be like oh that's cool i think the first actor to ever stick out to me and where i was just like all right who is this guy i want to know more about him it was this charlie chaplin mm. uh it, it hit me around the time i was uh, went back to uh, vietnam and you know, back then it was like a third world country. Still kind of is in certain ways, mm. but I, it, it was so cool because like over there they they only had like two channels. It's like Charlie Chaplin and then like the Monkey King. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I love both, but like for some reason, like every time Charlie Chaplin was on, like, the whole family would gather around and watch him, and it was just like I was mesmerized. I was like, how is this dude entertaining so many people without saying a single word? And later on, years later on, uh, I, I realized to be a, a great performer, you should be able to uh, tell a story. Without really having to speak um and they, they mm. kind of taught that at a uh, clown college at ringling and they were just like yeah you should be able to do your act without any music or having to say anything you should just be entertaining act. you should hold the hold the crowd's attention for five ten minutes just doing physical acting i was like oh okay that makes sense and then later on uh i started watching jackie chan and you know he, he credits charlie chaplin uh with a lot of his his gags um so i started getting into jackie stuff because he mixed comedy and action so well and you know he's portraying the side of uh like more more human side of uh fighters you know where he's vulnerable and getting hurt and stuff in between what's funny is that martial arts is kind of like that as well right you should be able to show off the martial art and show off that skill without having to you're not trying to say anything anyway but without <laughs> having to say anything if, you, if you're doing it well people know that you're you know your stuff and you can clearly see that you have command of the skill. Oh yeah, for sure. Like you've watched an expert, like, you know, a high level black belt doing a kata, you know, they could be doing this the form super slow, but like with power. And then you're just like, they just command the whole room. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right. Then from the, on that acting side of things, what kind of roles are you drawn to then? And if, if you're looking ahead to say a dream role, that's purely on the acting side of things, what would be a dream role for you? Oh man. So here's the thing. I get pigeonholed into doing a lot of comedy. I think it, it just comes natural. I love it. I also hate it just because like even when I was going as an actor, it was just always comedy, comedy. And then or I'd book a role that was supposed to be a serious actor. And then they were like, oh, we like the way you play it, though. Let's make it a comedic actor now. It's like, ah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I played a couple more like serious roles and like horrors and stuff like that. But I think just to flip it a little bit, I'd, I'd love to take like a dramatic role as a supporting or lead character and just see if I can carry through the film and, and, and just be not comedic for once. <laughs> yeah. 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 A couple of things that you've been in, uh, like Gotham, uh, what, what are some of the other things that you're involved in right now where you really get to stretch those acting chops? 
Oh man, it's been a while since I've been on camera just as an actor uh, or even stunt acting. I think Gotham was really it. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my peak. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I, I've got a couple of things coming up. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about them, um, but hopefully they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very cool. All right. We won't pry then. Now, as someone who does stunts and acts, is the end goal to be an actor who can handle doing your own stunts or do you eventually just want to leave stunts behind altogether? Um, I mean, it's the same contracts. I'll take either or if I don't have to fall down for the day and just say a couple of lines, then I'll take it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, honestly, I, I, do, I love both. I love performing in general. So, stunts have really treated me well. And, and it's funny. Uh, I just thought about it today. I've been booking more acting roles since I've gotten to stunts than I did as an actor. Maybe I'm like, uh, I did a lot of stuff in the indie circuit. Um, so I don't know if that really counts, but, um, I mean, I just want to perform as long as I can, either or, stunts or acting. Now, as an Asian actor, though, this may be a touchy subject. It, it may be changing, but um, do you find that you get pigeonholed into certain roles because you're Asian, or is that not as prevalent as it once was? Oh, no. It's, 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 it's still... People look at me and they go, oh, Asian guy. So I get plugged in for a lot of like Yakuza, Triad, stuff like that. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I would love to play something that has nothing to do with my ethnicity, for sure. I, I think Gotham's done a good job about that. It's pretty much one of the only shows where I've gotten calls and it's like, oh, hey, uh, you're going to be punk number three. And it's like, oh, okay, this has nothing with me, be, with me being Asian. This is awesome. There's other shows that have done that, too. But it's just like, I, I you know, like, I just want to work as yeah. a person, not because I'm the Asian guy. Right, right. Well, what is the hustle like then for you nowadays? Oh, the hustle's still going strong. So in the beginning, it was it was tough breaking into this, but now that you know I've been in it for a while, uh, people have gotten to know my work, so I I don't really have to like knock on doors anymore that much. That's great. Um, again, yeah, the past few years have been great. I've been getting a lot of referrals, um, so I've been getting thrown into stuff just because of that. Yeah, actually, I remember I remember the, the episode where you had Vidan on here, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how uh, just being like a day playing stunt guy is really tough. And, uh, you know, that hits home for me a lot because as soon as you yell rap, I'm like, oh, I'm unemployed again and I have to go find the next gig. So it's a constant grind to make sure I have something lined up for the next job or, you know, when dry season hits, I'm going to be like, oh, no, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what kind of fortitude do you have to have to kind of weather through that kind of thing? Because, you know, if after they yell rap, you know that you're going to be looking for another gig. How do you get yourself up and and hit those bricks again oh man so yeah i i I call it the stunt blues uh just when your phone doesn't ring for a while and you're just like man what's going on am i doing something wrong Uh, so that was my attitude for a while and then i I started changing things now i think of it as like if 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 i'm not getting the calls it means it means i have time to train or do other things Mm -hmm. the grass is always green on the other side um because i've I've had seasons where it's like i'm working show after show and like the grind's killing me i'm just like i wish i had a day off and then when i have too many days off i'm like i wish i was working (laughs) <laughs> so now I've learned to appreciate like to just be in the moment of what I have. Yeah. So I, I think I think when it's slower, uh, it's just good to keep in mind that it's, it means you have time to train and level up your skills and do something else. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of like when you're working, uh, you're not gonna like want to do some crazy things that you haven't tried before. Because like if you twist an ankle or something, you know, then you're you're out of work, and that's a scary thing. But then if it's like downtime, then you know you can kind of risk it a little bit. Are there people in the industry that you still want to work with? Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know if I want to name them right now because I, I, I don't show all my cards. Nice. <laughs> save that. But if it happens, it happens. Um, but you, you know what? I would, I would love my next 
uh, milestone I want to hit is because uh, I, I day play a lot and I get brought on shows for like maybe three couple three days maybe a couple weeks at a time but I would love to be on a core team you know from start to finish of a show just for like three four months straight you know maybe longer if it runs longer cool okay so what advice then would you give to guys who are just coming into the game oh man how much how much time do you have for this episode <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be in depth so you know as someone who's Right there in the heart of the grind. What's the real world advice that you would Somebody's give? Somebody's already there that's not trying to break in. Okay. Because um, a lot of people hit me up for this, and uh, I, I don't know, like I'd say 5% actually listen to me um, trying to get in. But if you're already in, I, I'd say just keep grinding. You know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast, and fast is deadly. So if it's slow season, um, you know, hone your skills, get them smooth. Because then when they're smooth, they look fast on film. And like we were just talking about dry season, uh, I, I think that's what hits people the most. And uh, I, I hear that from a lot of people, you know, when it gets a little slower, they get like bummed out and stuff. Um, I think my best advice for that is, well, the best comparison I, I, I found is uh, the stunt world is kind of like being in line at a deli. <laughs> um, and what I mean by that, by that is like, you know, everybody gets in line and grabs a ticket, right? And, you know, it might be a while before you get to the front, but during that time you know some people might leave the line and go to the bathroom or they just can't wait anymore they got something else to do or they you might you might see a friend that let let you cut in front of them i think as long as you're still in the line you'll get served Mm. but yeah the the most important thing is just keep your head up and just keep working um let your actions speak for themselves um because a lot of people i'm seeing i'm seeing some people just making some instagram fodder and it's just like uh, you know you don't have to post every rep and progression just get so good at it you know you can nail it anytime and then post one video of it you know so another piece of advice i'd give is uh definitely find your group of people you know have good mentors and your your band of brothers you know just just people to keep you accountable and keep you driving to push forward and get better so I, i've been lucky I, I have people i can check in with like uh manny ayala you know i'll send him videos and he'll just tear it apart uh, and i always appreciate that you know they're just up front and they don't sugarcoat it. and he's like nope that punch sucked that sucked you're slow on this reaction. This wreck is horrible. Work on it. I'm like, all right. You know, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want yes men around you. Just go, yeah, yeah, it's great. Cause like I, I call them muggles, you know, regular people who, who aren't in the industry. They just go, yeah, that was an awesome fight. And I'm watching, I'm like, Oh, this is bad, <laughs> but I appreciate it. So, so when you get like people who really have an eye for action to critique you and give you the harsh truth and the tough love, I call it, that's, that's how you get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what about, uh, to people who, who are just coming into the game? Is there a is there different advice for them? Yeah, don't do it. Run. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've given this talk a few times before, and uh, you know, I, usually I start with like, do you like having things? Do you like doing things? Having a cushy life? And then like, I'll see like the whole room raising their hand, like because they they think stunt people make a ton of money, and that, that's not the case when you're starting out. It, uh, it sure. yeah, it's. You'll have you'll have these dry spells. You'll you work like once a year, maybe twice. You'll be broke all the time. The business is gonna test you, chew you up, break your heart. <laughs> yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm trying to be real here because uh, in, yeah. in this, it's like playing the lottery because it's 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 a business that gives you the highest highs and the lowest lows. And for you know, the first few years, you can be questioning like, is this the right thing for me? Uh, then other than that, on skill side of things, uh, I always tell people trying to get into it like really take up a martial art or uh, learn parkour gymnastics because fighting and falling is our bread and butter. Uh, and when I, I say take a martial art, I, you know, I don't, I don't mean like take a six week trial Groupon class. 
that's not <laughs> uh, because like the stunt registry over in the UK, I, I think they require people to ha- have a black belt in a in art, and they have like certain requirements. And so I think if you have a solid fighting foundation, uh, you'll be all right. And then you know gymnastics and parkour that that kind of covers the territory of falling. Because I think you should be able to fall seven different ways in a Sunday without getting hurt and just keep doing it. Wow. So it, you're basically saying that this is not an industry to get into if you're really not. 100% into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, I see, I see a couple people getting into this, you know, um, and their heart's not really into it. They're just like, oh, I want to play the part of stunt performer, but they don't actually want to become a stunt performer. They don't put any work into it. Yeah. And I, I see, I see this business weeding those people out. And it's like, you, it's, it really tests your heart and your mind because you really have to go at it and really want it. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the things when I first I started training stunts, um, when I, I took this course a long time ago, it was like a month long course for stunts, it was like a crash course. Um, but they covered like everything. And I remember toward like the last day before we were like finishing up, I, I looked at the head instructor and I was looking around the room. I'm like, damn, everybody here is like super fit. I was like, I'm the, you know, the chunky Asian kid. I was like, I was like, all right, first of all, that takes me out of like doubling anybody's cause like, not a lot of Asian actors. And second, you know, mm. I'm a bigger guy. So, um, I was kind of doubting myself at the time. And, you know, so I, so I pulled the head instructor aside and I was like, Hey, be honest with me. I don't want you to, you know, BS this, but do you think I have a chance at a career in stunts? And he's like, he, he gave me like, at the time I thought it was like the dumbest answer, but now I, I, it, it hits home for me every time I hear it. Uh, basically he just said, uh, you can have whatever you want. You just have to want it bad enough. And at the time I was like, wow, that's so generic. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a point though. Cause like it, it wasn't like an answer you could really answer. It's just like, how bad did I want it? And then as years went by, I was like, you know, it, it, I started seeing life test me because like there were so many days I was doing like free shoots, indie stuff, you know, working for pizza or $20 for gas. Um, I was wrecking hard and, you know, for nothing, just other than footage. And then uh, I drive like to all these places and, you know, sleep in the car on the highways and straight for every uh, penny and dime I could find just to pay for gas to get to the next place. So it was tough. But, you know, I, I think I proved that I really wanted it. And now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, OK. He was really wise, man. That, that was like you know the slow burn. Uh, what was it in? Uh, yeah. What was that movie when they were doing the, the magicians? Uh, this this guy started a magic trick, then ten years later the reveal came. So that's that was my moment. I was like, oh, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense though that if you want it uh, badly enough that you're going to put your heart and soul into it, because I would say that stunts is definitely not something that you want to get into if you're really kind of half-hearted about it, because you're putting your body on the line there and it, it requires 150% concentration all the time just to get these things right. Right. Oh, for sure. Uh, I think Vlad said it the best. Cause he was talking about like not putting 70% into things. He's just like, why would you do that? Just go a hundred. And uh, yeah, I, I get a lot of people approaching this cause like they get offered these opportunities like train with like higher coordinators and stuff. And they're like, Oh, well I, I got this day job. Should I take this opportunity? Cause like, they're not offering me a job. I'm like, ugh. And the thing is, like, I always get stuck with that because like, I'm never going to tell somebody to quit their job. But you do have to risk it to get the biscuit, you know. Like, I, <laughs> I, I feel like when when people are ready to take the leap, the net will appear, and, and life will just kind of like take care of itself, and, and you just kind of fall into the right places. Uh, but you just got to still, you know, make that leap of faith. And a lot of people are afraid to do that. And I, I think that's a, that's a reason why a lot of people I see very talented people who kind of do stunts as a hobby, and they do like these test fights, which is cool, you know, and that's fine as long as they accept that. Um, but they could be making a lot of money doing this and being like top notch performers if they went all in. Yeah. 
That's cool. I like that. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if, um, if you had to put all of these different things into an order to describe you, stuntman, actor, magician, circus clown, <laughs> <laughs> DJ, and all that stuff, at what order would it go? Oh, oh, that's tough. I mean, I've cut a lot of things out of my life <laughs> because I was, I was getting too scattered brain where I was becoming like <laughs> the master of nothing, the jack of nothing too. Uh, um, no, now actually I, I've adopted, uh, become a jack of all trades, master of some. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, DJing and like the music stuff. I was, I was really into music back in the day. I, I worked at guitar center for the longest time just so I can get the, the discount. I was buying, I was, yeah, I was buying up like half the store. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's how I funded my DJing and band stuff, but I, I cut that out and now I, I think the order would go, I mean, stunts is my livelihood. So that would come first and then martial arts and tricking are kind of on par and then magic. Uh, that's, that's my new escape right now. Uh, I've been really getting back into that. And, uh, so I think that would be the order. Is there any room for any more clowning at all? Oh, I mean, I'm always a clown at heart, but you know what's a tough one here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've, I've always I've always been known as like the the clown in my group of friends and family, and you know, like it just it'd be at any gathering, people would point out to me and just like be like, oh, dance monkey, dance, you know, and I, I don't, I don't <laughs> they wouldn't do it like that, but you know, I, I'd always have some right. something up my sleeve to keep people entertained, but it's it's been tough that now that I find myself like getting more into the stunt world, now that I'm kind of like assisting coordinators and stuff like that it, i have to be more serious when i'm on at, at the job um just because uh there's a stunt coordinator put it best it, he was saying that you know you can't be the guy crafty telling fart jokes and then when you need it to <laughs> give the safety meeting then you're trying to cook, <laughs> right. you know trying to get everybody's respect so i i've, I've been playing uh, the toggle switch here just finding where i can land because there, there's definitely stunt guys who you know are, are super goofy and funny and, and get away with it i just don't know how i can do it yet uh, <laughs> but uh usually when uh when when uh my friends and i are coming up with uh choreo for like the the test fights and stuff like that uh it's, it's just a, a joke fest the whole time uh, uh, uh for example we were we were talking about um doing a fight and then uh, David LaValle was like, Hey, uh, so we got to figure out how to, he's looking at me cause I'm the grappling guy. So he's like, he's like, Oh, we got to figure out how to choke this guy. And then, uh, Matt, my other friend, he's just like, well, what, what do you think about like, you know, maybe he's, uh, he's allergic to peanuts. And then, uh, we, you know, we'll, so we'll throw peanuts in his face and he starts choking on it. And then uh, we'll <laughs> zoom into the bracelet that says, you know, he's like highly allergic and that's how he dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's so all stupid stuff like that. <laughs> or, or we were doing. Uh, did you see the new back fight that we did? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I remember there was one one part where David's like, "All right, it's a little, it's a little slow right here." Well, can you think of anything? And I was like, "Yeah. How about in the middle of it? Because I'm popping the bubble gum in my mouth. How about we, <laughs> I unscrew the end of the bat? And this whole time it was a flask. And then he's like, "Shut up. Go get out." <laughs> <laughs> It's such a fun world that you guys live in. It's so insane. Oh, it's great. Oh, that was talking about that fight though. That was like the fight that wasn't supposed to happen. It was crazy. Yeah, the location that we were going to film it in originally, it was under this bridge and it got flooded out the night before. Oh, wow. And so we started walking around and this uh, batting cage just happened to be there and originally it was just going to be a bat fight. Just like, all right, we just happened to have yeah, bats. Yeah. And then for some reason like everything came together and the the story started building itself. So we got super lucky. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I'm kind of jealous. I'm kind of jealous. I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you ever want to be thrown in, we'll, we'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I I'm very old. You would kill me. <laughs> Never. Oh, well, the thing, you know, Asians. We'll we'll be yeah. we'll be eighteen or twenty five forever. I know. <laughs> Asians don't raise them. Yeah, that's right. So you sixty five one day, and then you wake up and look like Yoda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right cool all right let's do a lightning round oh man all right you ready uh, no but yes <laughs> <laughs> all right let's rip them off here we go what is your favorite magic trick to perform oh, oh uh, uh i don't know what's called anymore uh basically I, I float this paper rose i light on a fire it becomes a real rose david copperfield did it i think it's really sexy oh that's nice 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 very cool all right uh what midnight snack are you gonna grab after we're done talking Nothing, because I'm on intermittent fasting, so I cut off at six o'clock. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. That's that's a tough one, man. That's tough. Oh, I know. I hate myself. <laughs> uh, I'm loving myself at the same time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. True or false? There is nothing funny about a clown in the moonlight. Uh, false. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Anthony. It's true. There's nothing funny about a clown in the moonlight. That is horrifically what, what, frightening. What? No, it depends, you know. Is it is it a, a hibiscus moon? I don't even know my moon. <laughs> Half moon? There it is. That's a real one. A crescent. Crescent moon. <laughs> you're, you're biased, clearly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton? Oh, why do you got to do that to me? Oh, damn. I, I got into Charlie Chaplin before Buster. I know Buster's OG, though. Okay, cool. All right. Charlie Brown or Buster Brown? Who's Buster Brown? Charlie Brown. <laughs> Buster Brown was uh, like a shoe brand when uh, when I was a kid. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlie XCX or Buster Rhymes? Buster Rhymes. Nice. <laughs> what song is in heavy rotation on your playlist right now? Oh, it's um, "All Signs Point to Lauderdale" by uh, A Day to Remember. Oh, cool. Okay. I also getting to, to uh, "Banshee" by uh, Dance with the Dead. You know that 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 synthwave stuff. <laughs> nice yeah all right last question and it's a trick question so i hope you get it right of course but what is your favorite podcast about kung fu martial arts movies tv and entertainment it would be the kung fu driving podcast sweet oh, yeah. i got it right i mean you got it right I've been practicing all day <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I can't screw this up <laughs> nice all right so tell me about your upcoming projects and also where people can follow along with all of your adventures oh yeah all right so uh in theaters right now you can catch me well no nah, actually i found out recently you can't really catch me but you you see uh, a silhouette of me i was i worked on the the new spider-man uh far from home uh, oh sweet yeah, quick appearance um so that was that was actually a big milestone for me because like uh, that was a, a big goal of mine to be part of the mcu Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so that was awesome. Um, what scene is it? Uh, without giving too much away, it's um, the auditorium scene uh, when the band appears. Okay, Yeah. gotcha. And then I got a bunch of stuff coming out later this year. And yeah, uh, so people can follow me. Uh, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Uh, you can find me uh, at ActionAnthony. Uh, I, I always get a little giggle out of that because like, you know, when I'm on set and they go, and action anthony and then i you know i giggle a little bit and go yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> that's cool all right so and yeah i know uh you do post uh, quite a bit on your stories uh on instagram uh there's always a couple of action sequences going on over there so head over there to follow him um awesome uh talking to you uh, you got a lot of stuff g going on and um it's always great to hear about um what it really takes to do what it is that you guys do and uh like i said i'm, I'm kind of jealous of uh the world that you guys live in it's it looks like a lot of fun but clearly it requires a lot of hard work that uh when i was younger i probably wouldn't have had the discipline to, <laughs> <laughs> to stick to but uh 
good on you for for making it work for you and uh, i hope for the best of luck for uh, all the stuff that you got going on thank man. you jeff appreciate it and hey it's never too late we can still always find you a day do some stunts somehow all right let's let's not even joke about that because you will kill me <laughs> <laughs> hey the ground will catch you no matter what happens okay <laughs> <laughs> there may be lots of padding all right that's all i'm saying <laughs> anthony hong thank you so much again for taking some time out uh, it's awesome talking to you and again best of luck with everything man thank you jeff many many thanks to anthony hong for hanging out and talking with me fascinating guy with a fascinating background who's out there doing some cool stuff so go check him out on his instagram at action anthony and that link will be in the show notes he's really active so let him know that you heard his interview here on the kung fu driving podcast he's got some fun projects in the works so mark him down as one to watch in the meantime come visit me on all my socials as well or email me at kung fu driving at gmail.com and if you follow me on instagram at kung fu driving podcast keep a close watch on my feed because some interesting stuff will be coming down the line very very soon until next time poison clan peace Poison Clan rocks the world. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine and get drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time we swap, we smash the place up with a dragon cloth. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time we swap, we smash the place up with a dragon cloth. I see the iron fisted bunker from the daily prayers. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea, rolling over the land. Yeah, the little bit soldier is older and wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pass here, the pause. Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but balls don't hit back. Yeah, the death jewels here, David is coming back. The Tai Chi master, Jetley's even faster. The child a little drink because he is the drunken master. Once upon a time in China, Rosa McQuan is real fine, but see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived. Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive. We've got the brave archer make his way to the top. Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah, the sky goes black, cause the vampire's back We got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all, so stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Manti style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk into the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. We walk into the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine, we get a drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. See, it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss. It's once upon a time in China, counting the TikTok. The Shogun Assassin slash and blood is just drip drop. The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop. Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins. He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon, but in the tea rooms. That's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all To kill them all There's always blood spilled When you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that they call Jet Lee I'm Bolo Young Yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx Yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple See the facts are these There's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee
Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's warm To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting